0: The Jam Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies. And today, my guest is the director of programming for the Santa Barbara International Film Festival, Claudia Puig. Welcome to the show, Claudia. It's good to have you here. I know you're crazy right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> very busy, but I'm happy to be here with you, Jen.
0: Well, I'm glad you were able to make some time. I know that, yeah, you just announced the schedule yesterday, so very exciting. But before we even get into that, I want to get into your background, because you have such an amazing, you've had an amazing career and continue to have a great career. How did you become the director of programming for the Santa Barbara International Film Festival?
1: Well, I've spent most of my life as a journalist, and I have been a film critic for the last 20 plus years. And around 2015, I left USA Today and had some ideas in mind. I was thinking I wanted to teach college. I wanted to look more into film festivals and programming them because it's 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 kind of a natural fit for a film critic. You know, you're curating films and mm-hmm. that's what you do as a film critic. And you watch a million things and you go to lots of festivals. So I thought, I'd love to get involved in that world. And so my first job as a programming director was at the Napa Valley Film Festival festival back in
0: 2015. And I've attended Uh, that many times. I love the Napa. I love that film festival.
1: It is no more, but it was great when it was. Um, (laughs) It's a good one, of course. Who doesn't like to go to Napa? Right. Right. And then from there, some people that I met through there uh, brought me up to the Mendocino Film Festival, and they asked if I wanted to be a program director there. And my joke was that I was going to make my way through the Wine Country one festival. um, (laughs) (laughs) Did you go to Sonoma? (laughs) You know, I I was on the jury for Sonoma this past year, so yeah. (laughs) Yes, you did then. Now i got to move to you know, France and Italy. There's a lot of wine country. Really?
0: It's <laughs> a great job. I want I want to do what you do. <laughs> Films and drinking. Hey, what can be better? That's right. Curator only in wine, <laughs> wine country. Because <laughs> we have That's great wines lot. here, too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What?
1: <laughs> I said Santa Barbara has its share, too. Yes, it does. Uh, anyway, so then from there, I went to Mendocino. And then from Mendocino, I, I got a job that was not in wine country in uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. and. And then uh, AFI as their senior yeah. programmer. So I've just been working in film festivals now for probably like the last eight years. And it's been really great. I still review movies. I still do uh, an NPR show with with some other critics. And I up until very recently, I was president of the LA Film Critics Association. So I, I've kept my hand in all that. But it's very easy to have the two kind of dovetail. And then I've also been teaching um up and on. So it's I kind of remade my career as a person who was just, you know, strictly a journalist. I went from a reporter to a critic and now I kind of, you know, I do some consulting, I uh, moderate panels and Q&As. So it's I'm really enjoying this new phase of my life because it's it's a lot of
0: fun. It sounds very exciting. I was going to wonder though if you do you have time for a life? <laughs>
1: I try. Um, yeah, my husband wonders that sometimes too. Um, I have children who are grown, um, so that's nice. And um, we do a lot of traveling. I do kind of make time. That's what's what's kind of for me just a, kind of a perfect existence at this point because really hard on the Santa Barbara Film Festival for those six months. And then I take a little break. We're going to do some traveling. And then I have another film festival that I work on, which is a women's film festival huh. up in um, Bellingham, Washington. Washington. Mm-hmm. And it's a much smaller festival, you know, it's just a few days. And then I I still am doing Mendocino, and that's in June. So I but then I kind of have, you know, a month where I'm doing a little bit less. And I'm maybe just consulting that month or doing the radio show. So it's, it's a really nice balance. Oh, it I sounds
0: it. like it. Yeah, it sounds great. And following your passion all the way through all of it. You know, that's all of it is wonderful. my
1: passion. And I have just learned I've gotten to the point now after being in the business for a very long time that I just kind of do the things that I really feel strongly about and travel is also really important to me mm-hmm. and I love to read and I love to hike and walk so you know we kind of sometimes combine our hikes with travel last year we walked across England on this um, Hadrian's Wall Ooh. path so it's just kind of it's, it's just kind of trying to uh, pick out the things that that I really enjoy doing
0: That's great that's great the only way to be living nowadays is if you don't like it don't do it
1: Exactly right, <laughs> right. I mean there's, there's always things that we don't like that we have to do like taxes. Right. so yeah. you know
0: <laughs> exactly. But if you're in a career that you really hate, you know, it's like start looking oh, for what's your passion. So you work on this film festival for six months. When does that start? It starts around August,
1: middle August. And then we go through the festival and we kind of do some wrap up till the end of February. So it's a, a kind of a six month period. Um, the programming team, which is four people, uh, including myself, we go to the Toronto Film Festival, which is in early September mm-hmm. and um, watch a lot of films. And I think I, I watched about 28 films in a week or something last time. And then, you know, we program some of those films, and then we come back and hit the ground running. We kind of had gotten some starts a few weeks, a couple of weeks before that. And it's uh, we watch a lot of movies. We have this year, I think we had about 4,000 submissions. And we do have some other screeners that help us out. But it's watching nonstop morning till night, which makes it hard. I find it challenging because I'm also trying to watch all the things that are up for the Oscars and things I need to review. So It's a lot. A lot of time spent looking at a screen. Yes, my off time. That's why I like to go walking or read a book or something other than watching things. Yes,
0: (laughs) you have to get out and do other things.
1: Get out nature. Yes.
0: (laughs) When you're watching that many movies, I mean, how many would you on a day, on an average day, watch if you're starting early in the morning?
1: Probably four four or five. Okay.
0: Does your um, brain get a little boggled as far as, gee, which movie <laughs> would I be interested to have in the festival? How does that all work for you?
1: It does get boggled at certain points, not so much that day, you know, you're kind of making notes and noting which you like. And then we have meetings and we'll discuss them and we'll say, oh, we well, want to watch this one. And then we'll have long discussions. This is, you know, for people who are real, you know, passionate about film who are, you know, cinephiles, it's a dream job because you're talking about movies all the time. Time. you're right, talking about what you right. like, and what you didn't like and discussing it, this reminds me of this and that and all four of us are those people so we we're you know of different generations we come to it in, from different directions but we all that's the one thing we all definitely have in common so it's it's very fun but yeah i mean it's it's hard to not get a little bit you know like especially when they start to have similar titles which is a, a problem we have this year we've had it before where you have two films that have exactly the same title Are you kidding? and it's, oh. no it's crazy and then you have to say oh I that's the the, the documentary versus the narrative or, or they have similar titles wow. you know, like this year we have the edge of everything and on the edge and movie man and the, the uh, you know movie life or you know things like that where it's just it's kind of hard to keep them all straight I wish
0: people worked a little more on title <laughs> How do they know that other people are you know submitting movies with similar titles? So my question, or
1: just you know like sometimes titles are meaningless. Yes, you know, like everything. What does that mean? When someone says like Black Panther, I know exactly what that means. Or someone says Barbie, or or even Killers of the Flower Moon. Those are very very clear cut. But then you get things like As Good as It Gets, or you know like vague phrases that don't have anything really to do
0: with it. Right. Exactly. So you have four people in addition to you, and are they three people? Three in people in addition to you. So do you all, do you, how do you divide, are they, are there, are there people that we can mention their names are there people that? yeah absolutely so
1: they're my amazing programming team so Natalie Gee is a she's a filmmaker herself she makes short films and so she focuses primarily on shorts but also on Nordic films she, she uh, that's her, her real interest so but we you know she'll watch everything and we're all programmers and then Ernie Quitos focuses specifically on Spanish language and Latino films but he will also watch all kinds of stuff. And, you know, he works many film festivals. Natalie worked um, at least one other film festival in the Hamptons. We're all in different parts of the country. She's in Brooklyn and Ernie is in Phoenix. I'm in Los Angeles. And then Stuart is in Santa Barbara.
0: He's the fourth person Stuart
1: Short. I and, know. Um, no.
0: Stuart. I didn't you know, realize he was one of your programmers. I like Stuart. Yes, yeah, 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 He's
1: great. He's, yeah. you know, fairly recently out of college and he's, he's much younger than the rest of us but just very, very wise, very knowledgeable about film. And so it's great. Also, between four of us, we pretty much span from young to senior citizens. So, um, so we kind of cover all the different generations. We have, uh, I guess, I should say it this way: we have Gen X, we have Gen, uh, Gen Y, Gen Z, whatever this new one is, you know, do uh, Millennials. So, <laughs> Oh, well, well. we have it all so i think that really is helpful because sometimes things are generational and yes. you know people can give it a different perspective and two of us are, are latino i am and ernie is natalie's australian and british and Stuart is So that's the other thing that we bring to it. We're, we're, you know, there's, there's some diversity just within our, our small brain.
0: So how does, so you, you kind of denoted how each one kind of watched different movies, but do you watch, how do you narrow it down? Then do you all kind of somehow, I mean, do you all watch the same movies or?
1: Yeah. You do. Okay. Yeah. Well, we all watch, we will all watch different movies. And then based on the movies that we think are worthy, we will say, okay, I'd like at least one other person to watch this. Okay. Um, So sometimes I'll assign certain films. I think it sounds like this might be, you know, a Nordic film that would be up your alley. Natalie would give it a watch and then she'll come back and say, yeah, I thought it was good. You want to watch it? And then I'll watch it. Or she might come back and say, no, I don't think it's for us. And so then I won't watch it. So we do a lot of discussing and we get a lot of, uh, we we try to get consensus. And sometimes we'll have two people that feel differently. So we'll call it a third person. Let's say I liked something Natalie didn't like something and then Ernie will be our decider kind of. And then sometimes we've gone to the fourth person and said we're not we're still not sure you know and have Mm -hmm. a fourth person watch it so it's it's a process like i said it's a lot of fun because we do spend a lot of time discussing and we're generally on the same page i think we all you know there's nothing that we've ever been where someone loves something someone else hates something that just doesn't happen
0: How did you choose the team?
1: I didn't actually choose the team. Roger, who is the head of the festival, mm-hmm. Roger Derling, mm-hmm. um, chose the team. And they're exactly the team I would have chosen. So I feel super lucky because if I, you know, had the world to choose from, those, these would be the three people I would choose. Wow. Um, I think Ernie might have been a screener for the festival before. Stuart was an intern. Natalie approached Hammond sent him a letter, and then I've been doing this for so long, he just kind of knew of me, and somebody recommended that he reach out to me, so we all, again,
0: came to it from different
1: paths, but... Uh, yeah it
0: was it was Rogers wisdom and he does have a lot of wisdom we're always maybe you can answer this question everybody's asked every single year I've been coming to this film festival since 2009 and I this is my favorite festival of all of them and I have gone to Sundance and Toronto and Cannes and as we said Napa and and, and other ones too New York uh, but this has always been my favorite and one of the reasons I love it is are the tributes I just love the tributes as well as the films but everybody always asks how does he know Know who to give a tribute to, and that's and he seems to get them early, obviously, and also all the films they show throughout the Oscar season, as you're just right. discussing, so too. In
1: the society, yes, well, if you're in the business because right. the conversation starts early. I know he attends Tell Your Ride, I attend <laughs> Toronto. Uh, I've been to Cannes too, but I and none of us attended this uh, nowadays, but you know, the conversation starts sometimes right after Cannes, but it starts in earnest around the time of Ride in Toronto, and that's when you start hearing about the awards the buzz. buzz. And yeah. so I think he's got a really good eye. He's been doing it for a long time. I also do that kind of thing on my NPR show. We, we predict um, things, and I, I do it on Gold Derby. You know, you, you, once you've been doing it long enough, you can kind of tell what the... Yeah who is going to be in the Oscar conversation. Sometimes there people you really wish would be and, and for one reason or another they're not or sometimes it starts too early. You know, something that was amazing like I saw a couple of movies in the spring that I really wish were in the Oscar conversation but they, because they came out early. too early and then sometimes, you know, this summer was different because it was the summer of Barbenheimer but usually it's the fall movies that rise to the top. Right. But yeah, so that's how, that's that's that process. Yeah, I think our festival is a little different because of the tributes. I mean, Palm Springs does that a little bit and Napa used to do that to some degree, but it wasn't really Oscar related. And I think that's, that does make our festival fairly unique. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in terms of local festivals like since I've come on we've really made it an effort to have primarily premieres so that they're films that people won't you know have not seen anywhere in this country and sometimes in the world There our opening and closing movies are world premieres and we draw from lots of different countries this year it's we have 77 premieres US premieres and then 45 world premieres oh. from 48 different countries so you know we'll hear about like oh this movie did really well at Locarno this movie did really well at you know a smaller festival but a bit of substantial festival in another part of the world, Tallinn Black Nights or New York or the Hamptons or so we'll kind of hear about that but we tend to to look a little bit more at the global festivals not the other US festivals because we don't want to we want to be a US premier
0: Yeah, and and you and you. It seems like since you've been doing the programming, it has expanded more more of an international feel to this festival. Would that be a correct assumption to say? Because I I have felt that, and other people that attend feel like we have you have more representation of many more countries than perhaps. we're Certainly, trying
1: for that. That that is one of my goals: um, to have more representation from different countries, to have more representation, just a wider breadth of representation, more women filmmakers, more people of color more LGBTQ more disabled you know crossing all of that being more inclusive in general and you know countries that we don't know this year we have a movie from Burkina Faso I don't think we've ever had that before mm. um, so yeah and a, and a filmmaker from Bahrain and just of course we've always had Italian movies and French mm. movies and Spanish movies but I, I think it's great to really expand and the more everyone is exposed to stories that come from all over the world the more it breeds understanding and compassion And all of that, you know, uh, Roger Ebert famously called movies empathy machines. And I just think that's so true, you know, and the more we can do that, the better it is for all of us.
0: I agree. There's film can heal, help heal people Absolutely. and start it conversations
1: educate heal, bridge gaps yes yeah.
0: Yes. start new conversations you might not have had before and open your eyes well speaking of that let's talk about your opening night film that you're going to be premiering it looks very I mean so a friend sent me and, love, and said we have to go to this I said well of course we're going to go to it yes, you
1: have to i <laughs> so thrilled about this movie yes. uh, it's, it's one of those rare movies that the minute I saw it I didn't even ask anybody else to watch it I'm like this we got we got to get this movie it's so great it's a story that i wasn't familiar with but a lot of people who uh who are maybe more on social media than i might be but so it's about this young guy and anthony madu and he was 12 years old and he just decided that he wanted to be a ballet dancer he's living in nigeria in lagos nigeria where there isn't really ballet to speak of and living a hard scrabble life on the streets of you know not the streets i mean he had a family but he was you know that's it was not a an area that would know a lot about other forms of dance and he kind of taught himself to dance and then he filmed it it went viral i mean clearly it had so much native talent i don't know how many thousands of people might have seen that viral video but certainly this very prestigious ballet school in england uh, in london saw it then they invited him on scholarship to come so the documentary follows all of this and follows you know he he makes he'd barely been outside of lagos and then suddenly he's thrust into this completely different World mm. very sort of couldn't be di- more different from right. how he was living in England and, and then this very rarefied school uh, that is pressured and all of that, and we follow and it, it's so many interesting things happen to him while there, and I don't want to give too much of it yeah. away because it's just it has to be seen, but ultimately it is so uplifting and wonderful, and it's such a fascinating journey. One of the filmmakers is Nigerian, his kind of search for belonging and kind of where he fits and how his family deals with. With it and the love that his family has for him and he for them all of this is just so moving um i just feel like it's and i'm just so fortunate that we got the world premiere because i think you know any other festival would have snatched it up and it just worked out well for us so i can't okay. wait to I share this film and have other people see it
0: i can't wait to see it either i'm very excited about it very much so and i think there's already as i said buzz out there when you announced it yesterday (laughs) no i had a couple of friends you know email me and go we got it you know i mean definitely there was people like super excited they were we were talking yesterday i was hiking in the morning and we were talking about uh that the um slate was going to be announced and and so everybody was patient you know really excited to hear what kinds of films you are going to be showing this year let's talk about the closing night film because it's also looks very interesting too it's
1: really fun it's very different from that um but it's more in kind of a a rom-com, but also kind of a coming into yourself kind of movie. If that, if that's not a genre, but right. um, Heather Graham stars and Heather Graham directs. Uh, and Surprising. it's her first time directing. And um, Julia Stiles is also in it. Thomas Lennon, Michael Gross from Family Ties, way back. Um, and she's kind of at a, at a crossroads in her life. She's a yoga teacher. She has this crazy family that she's, you know, close to, but they're also, you know, it's... Well, you'll see. They're just <laughs> a crazy family. And, um, and then she's, you know, a dating life that isn't quite going well. Um, she's always kind of trying to fix everybody else's lives. Her, her life is in, in in a unusual... It's just this is the way her life is going. Um, and it just kind of follows her experiences. It's funny. It's also you know, occasionally touching, but mostly funny. Um, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. She does a, a great job with her first film. And um, yeah, I think it'll be uh, really enjoyable for, for people. It's definitely uh, relatable.
0: Uh, well, great to always close the festival with an, a fun film. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes, a fun, you know, walking <laughs> out in a good place, you know, laughing right, and right. feeling good. Yeah, you don't want to be, I mean, we
1: have a lot of Films that are important and darker and, you know, deal with some, you know, generational trauma or war, you know, as, Mm -hmm. as films do, Mm -hmm. and they're wonderful, Mm -hmm. but I don't think we want to end on that
0: note. No, 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 no. We want to, everybody wants to end on a happy, uplifting note, I'm sure. You know, we all do anyhow, just just in life.
1: on an uplifting note and ending on a relatable, uh, fun note. Yes,
0: yes. So are you, so what, is there a particular movie or two or three that you might, Say hey, you really need to go see this film. If you were going to give some tips <laughs> to the movie-going uh, uh, public for the film festival, well, what-
1: yeah, we have so many. You know, we we for people say say you love uh, the outdoors, we have an amazing film about. Oh, we have a lot of you know nature films. We have a film about called Alien Contact. That's about. um manta rays and you see them in a whole different way they're beautifully shot it's kind of like a david attenborough kind of mm, you know okay. nature documentary um and then we have um uh another film about the redwoods um called uh oh my god i'm blanking out the name giants i'll, I'll get back to it okay um giants rising sorry
0: Giants Rising,
1: um okay. and that you know it's about again, the history of the Redwoods, which is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Then we have, you know, if you like more, like if you like uh, documentaries that are about substantive issues, we have God and Country, which is sort of about the state we're in in our country right now and how religion has kind of um, been a part of politics or become a part of politics. That sounds fascinating. (laughs) It's fascinating. Yeah, Uh, uh, And then we have a couple that are sort of politically oriented that way. There's another one called Running for the Mountains that is about the political situation that was happening in West Virginia uh, made by two women who were right there on the ground, the fight for black lives. It's about how, um, the medical care for black people, particularly black women is substandard compared to how white women, what white women experience. Um, we have uh, documentaries about film. We always, we refer to them internally as films on film. Um, because, you know, of course, that's, we're all very interested in that. So there's one about a, um, uh, a man who builds his own, um, theater in Canada. There is a, another theater that is built in Finland in sort of the, a kind of a foresty area. There is, um, a, um, Norwegian, film director who it's his very last film he is going through Alzheimer's um, mm. we have a few about you know aging and, and dealing with all of that we have um, a film about the use of kelp in farming and how that's been rising we mm-hmm. have a film about this amazing Ukrainian restaurant in New York we have you know uh, what about wine growing wine Oh,
0: well, there we go back to the wine theme again uh-huh. <laughs>
1: wine-out
0: yeah. or something, <laughs> uh, Claudia. I could talk to you some more, but our, unfortunately, our time is up. But oh, everybody, if you if go get your tickets to the Santa Barbara International Film Festival, we have Me just do. wet yeah. your t- your t- you know just you know wet your whistle just a little bit on this. You know, get you excited about it. It's a, it's a great festival if you've never been to it. Definitely make the trip to come to Santa Barbara. It's a beautiful place to be. But the film festival, as I said, it's the easiest film festival to get around than any film festival I've ever attended.
1: Absolutely right. I've been to film festivals from, I always say, from A to Z, from Ashland
0: to Zurich. And ours is so easy. It's just up and down the street street. Up and down the street street. You get your exercise. Right you don't have to get in the car and drive around. You don't have to sit, stand in the snow, waiting for a right, bus. Right, get a little bus and go from someplace in the
1: snow. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's so easy. It and, is.
0: It's a great festival. It really is. And Claudia, you doing a wonderful job um, programming the festival. So thank you so much for making the time today. I really appreciate it.
1: For taking the time for us. I appreciate it. Thank Come you. by
0: and say hello. I will definitely do that. I can't wait. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, And of course, on YouTube. Subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review, drop me an email at com. Thank you for listening. The Jam Price Show, all about movies.